Hey everyone, Matthew just worming in here real quick to let you know that unfortunately we had a little bit of an issue with the recording for this episode. There's some strange popping in the recording. I've tried my best to get rid of it, but it's still pretty noticeable. Unfortunately, there isn't really anything else I can do about it, so I apologize. Previously on the Land Above podcast. Two months have passed since the party faced loss. I hear you have been venturing into the caves alone. You know what happened in my past, and let's just say I'm eager to get some vengeance after all these years. We must commit ourselves to surviving here, for this is our home. This is not my home. She realizes that she still wants to be able to help people and make sure they're okay and dedicate herself as a cleric to Sept. It's been a while since we've been out and about. I found something I will need some help with. Seems like a group of undead that rightly need a good thrashing. I'm just kind of concerned. We don't even know the nature of what exactly we're going after. Its face, it was probably at one time a goblin or similar type creature, but you see squiggling worms protruding through every orifice. And at that point, I would like you all to roll initiative. Six. Twelve. Oh, wait. Actually, wait. Add dex. Plus one. Seven. Seven with my plus one dex modifier. Lucky seven for Riza. Twelve for Grom. Onarin. Nat one. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. For a total of two. <laughs> and what about ghost? Fourteen. Okay. Rolling once, good once in my life, more likely than you think. So as these shapes begin to shamble forward, leaning into their movement as they just stumble towards a lot of you, they get part of the way there. Yeah. They rush forward, and you can see as the three you were you could see by the firelight, are actually joined by a fourth now, charging towards you. The one who gets the closest to you, Onarin, because you're standing in the front, it sort of whips its head forward, and this vomit of worms flies out in your direction. Uh, I need you Yay. to make a dexterity saving throw, please. That one. Inspiration. Thank you. You're welcome. The exact opposite. So as this creature vomits this spray of worms towards you, you definitely dodge out of the way and the worms sort of splatter to the ground at your feet. Gross. Ghost, it's now your turn. Awesome. So Ghost is going to cast Cloud of Daggers. The air is filled with spinning daggers and a cube five feet on each side, centered in a point you choose within range. A creature takes 44 slashing damage when it enters a spell's area for the first time or starts its turn there. And where would you like to position this cloud of daggers? Oh, right around the bulk of, was it four of the little weird things? Undead? Mm -hmm. I'll drop it on the forefront one, um, because if they're all walking forward, I will get at least two of them. Okay, so you create this spinning cloud of daggers uh, around the first one. Does it get a saving throw, or does it just immediately take damage? No, there's no 
There's no saving throw. Okay, so roll 44 slashing damage. Haha. <laughs> Ten. Ten points of slashing damage. All right. These blades swirl around and start to carve through the undead flesh of this creature and through some of the worms inside of it as well. You see this sort of squidgy goop pouring out of the wounds caused by your daggers. That's gross. What level spell was that? Third level. No. Second level spell. Okay. Roll a d20 for me. Okay. Ooh, wild magic. Three. Okay, nothing happens. Oh, God! <laughs> Sad face. That's a good thing. I know, but I'm waiting but one time no, and it's going to happen. But there's some cool stuff on there, like you can turn invisible, or... This is a, this is a custom There's one. like a fireball? It's funny. We want to see the funny stuff. It's a custom one, so I have no idea what's on there. Turn into a potted plant thinking, oh no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas Adams would smile. Let's see. Ghost, you said you were kind of up close to O'Neron and Riza, so one of these things is going to shamble forward, and it's going to swipe at you with its claws. Mm-hmm. I rolled a motherfucking natural one, so nothing happens. Ha-ha! <laughs> Good! It just sort of feebly claws at the air and rushes its claws past your face, but doesn't actually make any contact. That's so funny. We're okay with this. Uh, that means it's now Crown's turn. Crown, as you hide amongst the darkness, what do you wish to do? I'm going to draw out my short swords and move around so I can jump out at the one that attacked Ghost and slash at it. Alright, go ahead and make your attack with advantage. (laughs) 20, non-natural. But that definitely hits, so roll your damage with sneak attack. Ooh, I get one of them, and then how many of these? Ooh, I get 46 sneak attack damage now. 21 points of damage. Okay. You sink your blades into this creature, and as you slice the sort of its gut open, there's a spillage of all of these worms on the ground at its feet. You quickly leap back. Uh, would you like to do anything else? I would like to disengage and back the fuck up. Alright, you disengage and move back out of the range of this creature's attacks. Another one comes shambling forward and is going to try and claw at Oneren. Rolls a 20 to hit. Does indeed hit. Uh, As its claw scrapes at you, you take 7 points of slashing damage and an additional 8 necrotic damage. Is the very essence of this creature as its claws graze against your flesh begins to turn the flesh sort of necrotic and uh, there's a word for that but I can't remember it right now. Gangrenous? No, but that's a good one. We'll go with gangrenous. Reza, it's now your turn. Right. Um, how far away are they from us? Just double checking for spell really quick. They're pretty much uh, up clustered to you. You're kind of... You're behind the, the front line which is Oneran, so they're all within 20 feet of you at the moment. Okay, um, she's gonna back a little to where she's not gonna hit any of her party with it, and she's gonna cast Sacred Flame on the one that's in front of Oneren. And it needs to make a dex save of 16. I'm pretty sure that fails. Yeah, that definitely fails. Alright, so I get to do 2d8 of radiant damage. Nice. 
Seven. Seven points of radiant damage. I hit, at least. (laughs) Yep. You take a step back, and as you unleash this this word of divine power, holy light and fire engulfs one of these undead creatures. Is that going to be the end of your turn, Riza? Uh, Yeah, that's going to be the end of her turn. Okay. The fourth one is going to shamble forward a bit. How far did you back away, Crown? I would say about 15 feet. It's going to shamble forward and try and claw at... No, it's not going to try and claw at you. It's going to try and vomit worms at you. So make a dexterity saving throw. You got this. 19. That makes it. You dodge out of the way as this spew of worms splatters against the cave wall. And finally, Onarin, it's your turn. So there's one directly in front of Onarin, a couple behind that one, and one off to the side after Ghost. Uh, there's one that's trying to attack Ghost, one that's trying to attack Crown, and then two in front of Onarin. Okay. The one that was lit up by Sacred Flame, mm-hmm. uh, Onarin's gonna try crushing that thing with his weapon. 24. That will hit. Well, like, that's scary. Okay, so that's nine bludgeoning damage, and then I have to roll for the Crimson Rite of Fire damage, which is one fire damage. And I have a second hit, because extra yep. attack at this point. Does 12 hit? 12 does. Oh, wow. These things are not particularly dexterous. So that is nine bludgeoning and four fire. So two solid blows with your great flail slamming into this creature. You hear bones snapping and crunching inside of its body, but even that doesn't seem to really stop it. It's still moving with these puppeteered motions as whatever creature this once was is now just the puppet of these creepy crawlies inside of it. That's going to put it back to their turn. One of them is going to first attack you with its claws. Rolls a 20 to, to hit. Oh, no. Ow. So that's three slashing plus an additional seven necrotic. Actually, at the start of its turn, it takes another 44 slashing from the daggers. So go ahead and roll that, ghost. Yes. Hmm. 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 Ten again. Okay. Takes another ten points of slashing damage. And then it's going to shamble forward uh, towards you, Onarin, and it's going to attempt to throw its arms around you and grapple you. So make an opposed athletics check for me. What'd you get? Seventeen. Nine. Okay, so this thing wraps its arms around you and with supernatural strength is now holding you in place. I am grappled. You are, and we come to Ghost's turn. I forgot the rules about concentration. You can concentrate on one spell at a time. If you take damage, you have to make a roll to potentially lose your concentration. Can I hit someone while I'm concentrating? Yeah. Hmm, I kind of just want to hit him with my staff and see if it actually works today. I've never hit anything with my staff. This is true. This is true. I'm going to do that. 18. That hits. Today I hit something with my staff. That's a D6. A D6 bludgeoning. Do I have a D6? That's the square one. Mm-hmm. That's a one. Okay. You, uh, you twunk it for one point of damage. A twunk, you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a mighty twunk. Right on the noggin. Uh, is there anything else Ghost wants to do on her turn? No. 
then we will go back to their turn. Uh, the one you have so adeptly twunked is going to try and vomit worms on you. So make a dexterity saving throw, please, Ghost. Disgusting. Why do I keep putting my dice away? That's a very good question. Dexterity saving throw? Mm-hmm. I have nothing in there. 18. Okay, you're good. You dodge out of the way. I'm so good today. It's Ghost's The dice day. love you today. Power of religion. Uh, Crown, it's your turn. So I've got a dude that tried to vomit worms on me. Mm-hmm. And failed because I'm dexterous. Uh, I am going to, I'm going to run up to him and stab him with a short sword. Okay. Maths, fifteen. Okay, that uh, does hit. Cool. And I don't get sneak attack. No, not on this one. Eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Okay. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? I'm going to disengage again and back up towards Riza. Okay, so you back up and buddy up with Riza. Yep. Oneran, well, one of them keeps you held tightly. The other one's going to come up and try and vomit worms on you. So make a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage for me, please. I'm grappled. Can I even do that? Yeah. Disadvantage. Yeah. Okay, I'll take 19 twice. So that plus that. So an actual 20. Even being held in place, you manage to duck out of the way, and this thing's projectile worm vomit just shoots over your shoulder, missing you. Okay, so it's Reese's turn now. Oh, is all I gotta say with that description, just oh. Yeah, gross. these guys are gross. Um, she is going to... Where is it? Run over to where Ghost is. I almost wanted to say crown for a second. And what was she gonna do? She was going to do... Where is that spell? Uh, she was going to cast Shield of Faith on Ghost. Spiritual Guardian, Spiritual Weapon. I had it in... I, I threw it in here, I swear. Perfectly masculine word. It's a concentration spell. It's gonna give plus two to Ghost's AC. That, Yes. And then she's just going to kind of stand there, shield ready to block everything, or try. So what does it look like as you as you give this divine shield to your friend? So how I envision it, she just kind of clasps ghost shoulder like, I think you're going to need this. And then out of her hands, two hands cupping each other kind of form almost like a traditional long shield in front of ghost. Nice. And then after that, she's just going to whack one of them really hard with her mace. All right. Die hard dice. Be nice. Four? <laughs> no, sadly. I figured, but hey, it was it was worth a try. It was a good try. You swing. Unfortunately, it does not make contact. And it's time for the last of them to have a turn. Uh, it's going to shamble towards Crown and going to make two swipes, an 18 to hit, and a 21 to hit. Yeah, they both hit. Oh no. So, Crown, for the first one, you take nine point. I'm sorry, eight points of slashing, plus ten points yep. of necrotic. Jesus. And the second one is seven points of slashing and an additional yep. six necrotic. As I think perhaps in the moment, Crown is a little confused as you run over to Riza, and then Riza runs away from you to go to Ghost, and this yeah. thing shambles up and just gets two quick claw swipes on 
in against you. You feel your flesh burning and necrosing from its touch. Yep. That takes us to an Aaron again. I'm guessing it takes an action to try to break free of the grapple? It would, yes. Damn it. Uh, am I technically able to cast spells? Yeah. Then I will cast Armor of Agathis on myself. That way All I'm right. covered in a frost shield and get some temp HP. And then I, while I still have temp HP, anything that touches me takes 10 cold damage. I had no idea. I have no idea. I know nothing about Bloodhunter. So, like, oh, you cast spells? Yeah, okay, That's that seems right, I guess. I don't have very many. I get two castings before I'm out. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. don't expect me to be any better than you at magic. That's not gonna oh, happen. Oh, oh, <laughs> I, oh, that hurt, the way you said that. Ooh. That means you're going to be better. Huh, what is magic? You. you said it, and you don't expect me to be any better than you. Which, not cool. You'll <laughs> be better. You'll be better. Uh, and then, I guess I can't do much as a bonus action, but I'll try to, like, while it's graph will be, like, shuffle towards Riza, just... Okay, you try shuffle. to shuffle towards Riza, it's not letting you move. It is holding you firmly uh, in place. Fair enough. Get off me! That's my turn. Back up to the first one. This is the one that is currently grappling you and Aaron. It's going to... Uh, I think when you cast this frosty armor, it recoils enough and lets go, and then it's going to try and swipe at you. These things aren't terribly smart. Rolls a natural 20. Of course it does. So it does take 10 points of cold damage from your armor, but unfortunately you're going to take 9 points of slashing damage, and an additional 12 necrotic, which unfortunately I think breaks your armor of uh, Agathis. Yep. So it got one hit off then this thing's powerful claws just tore through it. I'm going to shout angrily and hit it with a hellish rebuke because ow. Mm. Okay. Uh, makes a dex save. DC 14. Uh, I rolled a natural 17, unfortunately. Oh. So, so it, it takes, takes half, half damage. The damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, 18 fire, so half that, 9. 9 points of fire damage, okay. It is crispy, but, but still, still fighting. Standing. But ah. still fighting. And it gets one more claw attack, but it only rolled a... Uh, what is that? A 10 to hit. So that one doesn't make it through. And then we are at Ghost's turn. I want to play with my new toys, but I don't think that's the right way to do this right now. I'm going to cast False Life on myself, where I just get uh, 1d4 plus 4 hit points, temporary hit points. Okay. For an hour. Um, seven. Seven additional hit points. Temporary nice. hit points. And roll a d20 for me. Okay. Uh, 15. Okay, nothing happens. I think nothing's ever going to happen. I don't think anything's ever going to happen. You are so wrong. I think you need I to mean, roll even you, numbers. You, you do have an ability you can use, which kind of guarantees something is going to happen if you use your Tides of Chaos. Yes, and I have made the resolution to actually write all my feats out on note cards because I can never remember them. I have, like, four feats I have not been using. <laughs> That's my turn. Um, I dropped okay. the Cloud of Daggers. So the Cloud of Daggers disappears. Yes. This creature shambles up, and it's going to try and puke on you again. So make a deck save. Okay, deck save. Nat 20. All right. You guys are just dodging and ducking and weaving and just not letting these things touch you with their, their wormy goodness. So We learned better. <laughs> so nothing happens, and it's Crown's turn. Hi, yeah, I'm going to stab at the person that made me lose, like, nearly half of my hit points. 
I mean, that's usually a good plan. Yeah. Dirty 20. That will hit. So, only 1d6, because Reza left. As sorry, I was trying to protect the squishy. So that is five points of damage. Five points of damage, okay. I am then going to disengage and run back to my friends. Okay, you disengage and run to join your friends again. And hope that they don't abandon you. Dun, yep. dun, dun, dun. There's um, also this thing called communication to tell me the plan next time. What? I thought it was obvious. No, not really. Anaren, the second one on you is going to attack with its claws. Rolls a 19 and a natural 1. So. Uh, I guess 19 hits, yep. Fun times. You're going to take 7 slashing and 3 necrotic. How's Anaren looking? Starting to look pretty rough. And then we're at Reza's next turn. Right. Sorry, I was just double-checking a spell. So she's going to... Um, has Ghost also gotten hit? I'm trying to remember. Yet, yeah, no. Okay. So she's going to look at both Onarin and Crown and cast Mass Healing Word. So um, that's going to be 1d4 plus your spellcasting ability. Uh, so you guys heal up for six points. Better than nothing. Thank you. No problem. Uh, now, is that is that taking your Disciple of Life into account? Uh, oh, that is right. I forgot about the Disciple because of Life feature. You are now a Life Domain Cleric, so your healing spells get an extra boost. Yes, so additional two plus spells levels, so that's a third... I want to say third level? Or is it? No, that's a fourth level, so two plus four... So you get six additional hit points on top of that. Thank you again. Thank you. So as you grasp your holy symbol, this new holy symbol, no longer the three claws of Eshmuna, but the cupped hands of Sept, and utter your divine prayer for aid, this healing energy surges through you, more potent and powerful than you've ever experienced in your previous training as a cleric, as Sept's holy energy heals your allies. Is there anything else you'd like to do in your turn? She's just going to make sure to stick close to everybody in case they need healing again. So she's kind of positioning herself close enough to where she can easily reach out and get to everybody. The one you've disengaged from Crown is going to come shambling towards you. Dang. It's actually going to turn its attention towards Riza. And Riza, I need you to make a deck saving throw as this thing launches a spew of worms towards you. Sure, I, I I have a modifier in this. I'm it's a modifier of one, mind you, but you know it's something. Oh, that's just okay. So that is 19 after the modifier. Good enough. You duck and dodge these this hurl of worms as it flies past you. Ah, for feck's sake, that's disgusting. Onaren, your turn. Uh, Onaren just has the one swiping at him. Two. You've got two on you at the moment. Ah, uh, crap. That changes that idea. Uh, he's just going to take his weapon and try whacking one of them, which whichever one looks the worst of the two. That's probably a miss. That is 11. 11 does actually hit. Oh, nice. So that is 8 bludgeoning and 3 fire. I'm assuming it's still standing. It is. I'm going to swing again. That's got to be a miss. 8. That does miss. I figured as much. So one solid hit. Again, you hear the crunching and cracking of bones and, and the sizzling of burning skin. 
You're doing damage to this thing, but it is still relentlessly coming towards you. The last one is just going to make a claw attack at Oneren. Rolls a 12 and a 17. 17 hits. Five that is my issue, so that's a hit, right? Yep. Five slashing and seven necrotic. Okay. That takes us back to the top with Ghost. Uh, Ghost is gonna... There's still one in front of her, correct? Yes. Uh, she's gonna do Shocking Grasp, which... Melee spell attack. And, fun fact... Oh! <laughs> 23. That does hit. Okay. The fun fact is... Where's the D8? Here's the D8. It's higher now. Because I'm mm-hmm. higher. 10 damage. I'm on here with 10 damage tonight, huh? You're consistent as you pulse this uh, surge of electrical arcane energy into this creature. You watch as all of the little worms in its interior judder and squirm about. Disgusting. Jitterbug. <laughs> Pretty gross. You want to do anything else? No. So, at the end of your turn... This wiggling, juddering mass of worms is going to try and claw at you. Rolls a 14 and a 9 to hit. Um, is Phoenix uh, plus 2 to AC still in place here? Mm-hmm. Oh, then they both miss. So, it goes what? to claw you, one of them misses the other. As it looks like it's about to make contact, this bright holy energy, the shield of faith, blocks its attack and his claws just scrape harmlessly, uh, not actually touching you. Good job. Crown, it's your turn. The one that just tried to spew worms at Reza mm-hmm. and is no longer attacking me is going to get a sword in the back. Ooh, that's really good. 26. That definitely hits. Roll your sneak attack damage. Yay! 23 points of damage. Ooh. Nice. Ouch. And this was with your short sword? Yep. I think you come up and you stab this thing in the back, and as you rake the sword down along its spine, the splin just the, the skin just splits open, and you see all these worms come tumbling out of its what's now just basically a f- sort of flesh puppet. It was a massive, massive hit. Sneaky Anything else you'd like kill. to do on your turn? Uh disengage and back up about 10 feet. Okay. Next, uh, Oneren. One of the ones on you, the one that is less crispy, is going to try and spew worms at you. Make another deck save. Mm. 18. Okay. You guys are getting real lucky with these saving throws. That's all I'm going to say. I'll take it. Uh, We don't want no worms. Riza, it's your turn. So, Riza is going, um, where's everybody looking at on hit points? Because I'm trying to see who looks weary or bloody and might need some healing. Ow. Ow. (laughs) Right. Ghost has not taken any damage, and I'm just saying, what the fuck? (laughs) You know, we'll we'll take it. Don't, don't do that. Don't. I know, but I'm like. You're not supposed to get here. Think of it this way. It is the polar opposite of episode one. I took no damage episode one. I'm taking loads of damage this time. So, um, she's gonna reach out to Oneren and cast Cure Wounds at a first level. 
D8 if I can find my D8s because they like to be hiding from me the minute you need them. Three, so ten points of healing to Oneren. Oh, so much better. And that will be her turn because what I was going to do as a bonus action, I realized, takes a full action, so never mind. So then the one that tried to spew worms at you a minute ago is going to come at you with two claw attacks, Riza. Rolls a 10 and a 17. Uh, 17 will hit. So as you feel its claws drag along your flesh, you take eight points of slashing damage and eight points, eight points of necrotic damage. So 16 overall. Yep. And Oneren, we'll come back to you. I still have two on me. Mm-hmm. Okay, whichever one's looking the weariest, uh, Oneren will have to keep swinging at. Why that would be the crispy you... one. Yeah, the crispy one. Why won't you undie? First one's a 19. Okay. Eight bludgeoning and two fire. I'm assuming it's still standing. You go for this big overhand swipe and smash its head down into its torso. And as you pull the, the mace back, the head kind of bushes back out. And you can see that all of the worms inside of it are still squirming around. It's still going. Take another swing at it. Nine. Probably misses. Just misses, unfortunately. Okay. You're a little grossed out. The second swing goes wide. Seems fitting. And we go back to the top as the crispy, flat-headed one uh, is going to make two attacks against you again. 17 and uh, 24 to hit. Ow, ow. 7 slashing plus 4 necrotic. And... Five slashing and five necrotic. So a total of 24. When Aaron falls to a knee for a moment. Ugh. Ow. Stop. That brings us to Ghost. Okay. She's gonna um, attack with her quarterstaff again. Mm-hmm. And she's like really aiming for the head. She's like really grossed out by these things. It's, it's really gross. She did not expect it to be this gross. Oh, that's funny. That's a six. Would you like to use the Tides of Chaos to manipulate fate? <sighs> You're just really, huh? You're, huh, huh, huh. Yeah, let's do this. Tides of Chaos. All right, you get to reroll. So, yep. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, fuck. We're looking at 21. Okay, fuck. you you hit it. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> This is not a D-whatever. It's not a D-whatever. That's also not a D-whatever. Here it is. Four. Four points of bludgeoning damage. Heck yeah. Okay. So what, what what do you think it looks like as this chaotic power manifests and Ghost manipulates the flow of fate itself? So I haven't thought about it. So, basically, what I'm kind of imagining is, in this time in particular, she swings stupid wide, but almost like a slingshot, her swing goes immediate. well, yeah, I guess like a slingshot, it immediately just swings back, like, time, you know how it looks when, like, they do 
like time travel reverse time travel and things are just like rewinding that's mm-hmm. what it looks like and then it happens again and she manages to get it right okay is ghost aware that this has happened yes because it's not like time reset because it's like going back while still going forward in time so like she is aware of being out of control with her body and she sees she's back at the start and she tries again uh, is that going to be the end of Ghost's turn? Yeah, that'll be the end of it. Okay. Uh, Onarin. Is it? Oh, no, sorry. It's the, the one that's on Ghost gets a turn now. It has been it has been thunked, and it's going to make two claw attacks. Mm-hmm. Rolls a natural 19 and a natural 17. I think both of those hit. Both hit, unfortunately. Dang, my luck has run out, it seems. So, the first attack, you take five slashing and four necrotic. Okay. Oof. Second attack is 8 slashing and 10 necrotic. 8, so 18? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Okay. And it's now Crown's turn. Yeah, the one that just tried to slash at my friend Riza is getting the sword back in its back. Okay. 22 to hit. That hits. And I get sneak attack again. Mm-hmm. 17. Whew. This time you stab, you actually hit the vertebra of the spine, and as your sword pushes through, they shatter and break. You rip the sword across, and the thing actually falls in two pieces, the the lower body and the upper body separating, and they lie still for a moment. And then the upper body ah, sort of rears and starts clawing its way across the floor, still managing to move and function. You? What the fuck? <laughs> I disengage and definitely back the fuck up because nope, 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 nope. All right, Crown nopes the fuck out as a bonus action. Let's see, it's now this one's turn. It's going to make one claw attack against Onarin and miss with an 11. And then it is going to... No, it's going to just make its second claw attack. It's not going to do anything fancy. And it rolls a 16, so it misses. Oh, good. Okay, Reza, it's your turn. Uh, she's gonna run up to Onarin. She's close enough to touch him. Just do cure wounds at third level, which is three d eight plus five. Twenty three points of healing. Oh, that feels so much better. Oh, this sucks. Life clerics, everybody, we heal you good. Uh, at the end of your turn, Riza, this now bisected worm creature is going to feebly push itself up as best it can on its arms and with its the final sort of bit of necrotic energy still using it, it's going to let out one last spray of worms in your direction make another deck save Five okay. I get inspiration. It will probably be just as low, but we'll see Six <laughs> it was I tried Okay. Dex is not her strong suit, everyone, okay? She's wearing heavy armor. In the death throes of this creature, and I'm just going to say that it dies after doing this because it had so few hit points left, it does this final barrage of worms in your direction, and you feel these creeping, crawling things just splatter all across your legs, and they're sort of wiggling around over your skin. (laughs) And it's now a Naren's turn. But what did that do? Yeah, what did that do? Other you got worms crawling all over you. Oh, that's it. That's not so bad. Oh, uh, okay. I, I... 
Of course, the lycanthrope is the first one to get worms. Hey! <laughs> we are the worst, and we apologize that we do not apologize for being the worst. <laughs> right? You could say we're worming our way into jokes. Stop! Ew, stop uh... it! No, we're not talking about this anymore. Hello, podcast listeners. Matthew here. Don't mind me, I'm just going to wiggle in here real fast to let you know that the Land Above podcast is now on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash podcast right now to check out the rewards we offer and make your pledge of support today. We currently offer five reward tiers, starting at just $1 per month. At that tier, you get our monthly newsletter, keeping you up to date on everything going on with our show and our cast members. For $3 per month, you get listed on our website as a patron, so everyone can see your support for our show. At $5 per month, you get access to our twice-monthly bonus content, with exclusive behind-the-scenes discussions with the cast members. At $10 per month, we will give you a shout-out by name each episode. And at $25 per month, you will receive one set of Polymer Gaming Dice, hand-selected by a cast member of your choice, along with a personalized thank-you note. Again, check out patreon.com slash podcast for all the information on how you can support our show. And while you're oot and aboot on the internet, stop by our sponsor, Die Hard Dice, purveyors of the finest polyhedrals in the multiverse. Die Hard Dice has exclusive, one-of-a-kind metal dice along with gaming accessories and polymer dice sets available on their store, and they are adding new items all the time. You want glow-in-the-dark dice? They got them. You want two-tone dice? They got them. You want dice trays, rolling mats, and amazing customer service? Well, good news, they got all that too. You can check out their amazing selection at dieharddice.com now and use the promo code LANDABOVE, that's one word, L-A-N-D-A-B-O-V-E, at checkout to save 15% on your first or next order. It is a one-time use only code, and it lets the good beans over at DieHard know that we sent you. And lastly, a reminder that the Land Above podcast is part of the Nerdsmith Network. Nerdsmith is a collaborative network delivering free, nerdy entertainment to the masses. You can follow Nerdsmith on Twitter at WeAreNerdsmith for updates and show releases, and visit Nerdsmith.org to see all the fantastic programs they have to offer, including their Friday Night Ghosts of Saltmarsh D&D livestream where I portray Crackers, the awakened parrot bard, and In Vain Walpurgis Noct, a Vampire the Masquerade podcast featuring our own Finnick as Ilva the Nosferatu. And this month, Nerdsmith is celebrating Nerds Giving. Join friends, Finnick, myself, and many others on twitch.tv slash wearenerdsmith as we play a series of animal-themed one-shots throughout November to raise funds for Heifer International. Come join the fun and help us support this wonderful charity. There's no squirming out of it. It's time to get back to the show. Uh, so, again, Aaron's still facing off against two. Mm-hmm. Doing a quick look around, does it look like if I were to back away, I could, like, bottleneck them, or is this kind of, like, in the open? Nah, it's kind of an open corridor. Okay, uh... I'm gonna keep swinging at the one whose head I foobard. Ooh, and that 20. Been a while. Ooh. Ooh! So, would you like to... Because we're using the custom rules, would you like to do maximum critical damage? Give it disadvantage on all its attacks for a round, or give your allies all advantage on their attacks for the round? We really need to get rid of some of these. I'm going to go for max damage. All right. Describe the experience in not only sights, but sounds as you crush this worm-filled carcass. Well, uh, Oneran 
takes his great flail, he runs his hand along the chain to hold the edge where the ball begins, and does a small jump upwards, overhands it, and brings it down as hard as he can. And all he can hear is this sickening cracking of bones and squishing of flesh and of fluid as it just smears along the ground behind where the flail lands and just there is nothing left of that one little bits of cloth and skin are on fire as it just you know that's what remains of it what once was an undead creature is now a smear as they all should be that's your first attack I turn and look at the other one and go now it's your turn 20 not nat that is six bludgeoning and one fire. And let's see. Go back to the top of the order. That one is now a smear. Ghost, it's your turn. It's Ghost's turn. She's so the last one that went in front of her hurt. So she's going to um, hurt it potentially. My brain broke for a second. I'm sorry. I'm just going to try to claw at it as a reflex. Okay. 12. That hits. Delicious. (laughs) Oh, shucks. Ha! One. One point of slashing damage. Okay. Your claws connect. You rip a little bit of the skin. We hear a... (laughs) We all just get really confused. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Ghost? Now that you mention it... I was looking, and I would also like to do Shocking Grasp, and you may be thinking, but Franz, that's an action. But I can tell you that I have meta magic, and I can spend two sorcery points to make it a bonus action instead. Yes, you can. So I will. Okie dokie. Melee attack roll. That ain't us. It's good when you know things about your own character that you picked yourself. I dropped it. Hold on. I lost it. I mean, to be fair, our our wonderful, glorious DM had to remind me I now can add bonus healing to healing. Yes, but that's a new thing. I've had this for a very long time. To be fair, we don't play that often, and it has been a month since our last session, so. (laughs) Gotta gotta work out all the kinks, you know? Get stretch. Do our calisthenics before we do combat. This is unfortunate. Because I seem to have wasted two sorcery points. Because that is eight to hit. <laughs> Doesn't hit, unfortunately. Ah, okay. That's two sorcery... I wish I had a slot for sorcery points. But that's it. That's my turn. The one that you have clawed is going to lurch forward and try to puke some worms on you. Make a deck save. Stop! <laughs> that's so gross. Ah, uh, 14. Okay, you dodge out of the way. Reza, it is your... Or no, no, I'm sorry, Crown, it is your turn. <laughs> so, Oneiran now has one very healthy-looking zombie mm-hmm. thing on him. And that zombie thing is going to get a short sword to the back. 18 to hit. Oh, that hits. I assume I get... Sneak attack. Uh, mm-hmm. Sneak attack. Ooh, that is a lot of fours. 23. So this creature, which had taken much damage up until now, it was 
pairing off with the other one that an, uh, that an Aaron was focusing on. Yeah, it just takes a, a short sword right through its middle. Very, a very solid hit. Anything else you want to do on your turn? Back up 10 feet by disengaging. That one is... Uh, the one that Crown just stabbed is going to sort of turn around. But when it sees that Crown has backed up, it's going to turn back to Oneron and make a couple claw attacks. Rolls a 9 and a nine and an 18. 18 hits. So that's 8 points of slashing and 7 necrotic. Then that takes us back to Riza. Riza, these worms so are crawling all over your legs. <laughs> all squirmy and gross. And wet. But they're not, like, trying to actively burrow in. They're just, like, crawling around, or...? You think they might be trying to, like, bite at you, or maybe possibly burrow into your skin? You're not sure. If you want to take an action to get rid of them, you can. I... If they're not actively doing anything yet, she's just going to ignore them and freak out later. There's how many are left? Two? Or three still? Two uh, undead. Uh, she is going to focus on the one that Oneron hit and do Sacred Flame again. So, dex save of 16. No, that rolled a seven. Okay. 13 points of radiant damage on it. Okay. The cavern is briefly illuminated as there is a blast of holy light engulfing this creature. And Ooh. that's your turn. The end of your turn, Riza, you feel a sharp, biting pain in the back of one of your calves, and you look down just in time to see the tail end of one of these worms disappear under your skin. Fuck. You take one point of piercing mm. damage. You should have got rid of them. Uh, I'll deal with it later. Let's see. That one's dead, so Oneron, it's your turn. Oh, how bad is the one I'm fighting look, anyway? After getting blasted with holy light, it is looking kind of rough. Okay, Oneron's going to take, like, hop back five feet. He knows he's probably going to take an AOO for that. Yes. Rolls a natural one. Oh, perfect. Uh, then Oneron's going to hold out his hand and fire two Eldritch Blasts at it. Okay. First one's a 20. That'll a nat 20. Ooh, okay. So what are the choices again? You can deal maximum crit damage, you can give all of your allies advantage, or give the creature disadvantage. I'm going to give all allies advantage. Okay, and then you still deal normal damage as well. Hmm, should have took max. Oh, well. Uh, that's one force damage. One force damage for the first one, okay. I will then pelt it with the second Eldritch Blast. So that's a 16. That'll do it. Two force damage. Okay. And then, because I have Mystic Frenzy, that was a cantrip, I'm going to run up and with my bonus action, hit it with my weapon. Okay. No, I'm not, because that was a nat one. Alrighty. So, not very impressive. So you back off long enough to get two little bolts of Eldritch energy to hit this thing. One of them strikes it hard enough that it's kind of dazed, and its defenses are momentarily lowered, granting your allies advantage against it. And we go back up to Ghost. It's your turn. Wow. Okay. It's, um, walking stick time. Could cast a spell. What? I could, could cast a spell. And don't forget you have advantage. Any old spell of first level or higher. <laughs> We're gonna whack it with a walking stick. Okay. So, no advantage against this one. What's that? 
You you didn't Eldritch Blast the one Ghost was fighting, right? You Eldritch Blast the one in front of you and Aaron? Mm, right. I thought I just gave him advantage in general. I didn't realize it was against his target, but that's fine. Against the specific target. So, okay. That's really unfortunate because my second roll was a 20. But instead, we'll go with a 14. That still hits. Four. All right. Four points of further thunking damage. At least you stop saying twonk. They're both fun onomatopoeia. Well, Twonk has the I'm aware. I'm aware. Oh, yeah, I know I know you are. I've just been hearing bonk in my head, so... Bonk. Oh, you know what? Bonk. Bonk. Bonk is a good one. Bonk is real. That's a good one. Or bang. Pow. Thwack. Thwack, Thwack is We good. are not comic books. We can be. Says you. <laughs> we are not making enough that. money. Aww. Ghost is going to retaliate with two claw attacks. Mm-hmm. A 20 and a 10 to hit. Wow, the first one sure does hit. It's not natural. Yes. So that's still nine points of slashing plus eight points of necrotic. <laughs> I'm in danger. I'm on my feet for the moment. <laughs> Crown, it's your turn. So, did the Gorgeous Blast is getting a sword to the back. Okay, with advantage. Yep. Double advantage. Two dice. Okay, thank goodness for the advantage, even though both of them would have hit. That is a dirty 20. That hits. Roll your sneak attack. (sighs) 23 again. Describe how Crown cuts this thing down. I, I kind of imagine Crown taking the sword and doing... A little twist with their wrist as they like bring it down and they reach just by like between the neck and the shoulder and completely and utterly split this entire creature in two. Nice. You wishbone it and it just falls into two halves and does not move any further. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Am I close? I don't think I'm close enough to the one that's attacking ghosts to really disengage. So, I think I'll hide. Okay, roll your stealth. 28. Okay, so you vanish back into the shadows and are hidden. Riza, it is your turn. So, when she realizes they started to bite, she's going to take her action and be like, nope, 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 off, off. And then, bonus action, she's going to cast Healing Word at 4th level, looking at Ghost and say, stop getting feckin' hit already! And on hit, that's when it comes out with the whole holy energy. So give me one second. You heal one... No, let's see, two plus four. Yeah, six plus fourteen, which was twenty. I was. I thought that number was right, and then I didn't seem right, and then I'm like, I wait, I'm playing a life cleric. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. In danger. The end of your turn, you feel this burning pain moving up your leg as this worm is now crawling up inside of your skin, you take four points of necrotic damage. This is fine! It's now Oneron's turn. Oneron would like to help Reese with the whole leg thing, but he doesn't know what's happening, so he's gonna look at the one remaining undead? Is that correct? One remaining, yeah, it's currently attacking Ghost. Then he's gonna pelt off two Eldritch Blasts to start. Nineteen. Mm-hmm. That is four force damage. 
And the second one is a dirty 20 to hit. And that is 10 force damage. All right, two solid hits. Still one. standing? Mm-hmm. And on Aaron, bomb rushes this thing and is going to take a swing at it as a bonus action. 16 to hit. Yep. And let's squish this bastard. We roll that. Yeah. So that is seven bludgeon damage and three fire. Okay. This one is looking... starting to look really rough. Ghost, it's your turn. Why does this thing have more hit points than I do? That's it's not, not a mage. It's made of worms. Ah, worms! It's undead. Maybe. I was partially undead. I used ne- necromancy. Okay, anyway, we're going to go with good old Shocking Grasp. My just beautiful a, Shocking Grasp. Just a cantrip, huh? Can't, I, Matthew, I am running out of spell slots. <laughs> I am running out of spell slots. Here. That is a 15. That hits. Hit. Okay. This one is D8. This one two is D8, D8. Yes. yes, two of them. Oh, that's a what? And that's a two, so we're at three. Okay. Describe for me how Ghost electrocutes this creature. Okay. So, she's feeling re-energized, you know what I'm saying? She got 20 hit points, she's not at two anymore. So, she's feeling really energized, like, really feeling really good. It's like, fuck this guy. Fuck him. So, she's gonna, like, grab onto him. And, like, as she grabs him, it, she, like, she grabs them so hard that her claws sink into it. And she just, all her, like, she promised her daughter, her youngest child, that she would come back. So she's like, well, I have to. I promised my kid. So all her fury and her love for her, like, children just gets poured into this outburst. as she, like, forces the worms to dance. The worms writhe and squiggle as this electrical force surges through them and then collapse into a charred grilled worm sort of heat. I can't believe it with that three hit points. Smells terrible. Huzzah! You killed it! Yay! Way to bring it down. Right, so anyone go to Dagger I could borrow really quick. I got two. Just point to Crown. <laughs> Crown holds out uh, both of their daggers and then looks as if they were going to give Obsidian before realizing, no, that would hurt you, and puts <laughs> Obsidian away and just holds out two daggers towards you. Uh, sh- she's going to take one because I don't have, I didn't take remove poison today, so I have a feeling she's going to have to cut this thing out, so. Reason you take another seven points of necrotic. <laughs> from that or from the worm? <laughs> from the worm. Okay, yeah, she's just going to take the dagger quickly and just stab wherever the heck it is and just start trying to cut it out. Ugh. <laughs> Does she get it out? Make a, make a medicine check. You're I'm good performing at those. surgery on yourself. <laughs> Better now than later. Better than when it's wrapped around the brain stem, you guys. Come on. Oh, stop. Ugh. I am cringing. 11 plus 8 is 19. <laughs> okay. You managed to 
we'll just say you manage to extract and depose of the worm without going into any further detail on the matter. Thank you. <laughs> Lonarin's yeah. gonna like lean over and be like, "Do you want me to cauterize that for you?" And he pulls up, you know, his flaming. She just face. pulls up her pants, her pants, and just sticks out her leg. Just get it done with. Bitch, your mother was a whore. No need to get nasty. <laughs> Shite, that hurt. I apologize. Do I have to roll for fire damage on that one? <laughs> nah. Okay, good. <laughs> So throughout all of that fighting, no other undead felt like joining in on the fray? Yeah, just that cluster of four. Good. Oh, then Anero's going to take a moment to uh, like inspect like the center of this cavern, just to see. He's, he's looking for something. Uh, I assume you're lighting a new torch, or picking the one up off the ground that you threw? Yeah, just pick up the one that he threw. You have something, Riza? Oh, I was going to suggest say, while that's going on, she's doing prayer of healing, so keep going, and I'll tell you guys the total at the end. Okay. You proceed into this cavern, and as you're walking forward, you notice this trail of fresh blood that you had noticed before that sort of drags into the center of the cavern, and there you see a body. It was the most recent meal of these worm creatures. It's been horribly mauled and disfigured. But you can tell it was once some manner of humanoid, just dressed in torn rags. What specifically was it O'Naren was looking for? Uh, well, if this is like their, their like main feeding spot or something, he's going to be digging through the bones, looking for uh, specific kind of bones. You don't see any bones lying around. It's just this one fresh corpse. I guess he can be looking around the cavern like more in case there are other places with like dead bodies. For He's trying to... Hopefully you know what he's looking for. Okay. Okay, so while, like, the prayer of healing and he's digging through the boons, I, Ghost, would like to, all, any and all of the remains, including the meal, she's gonna try to pile together, touching, like, trying not to touch anything, or if, like, she can wrap cloth around her paws or something to make sure that she's not directly touching these things. Sure. She wants to pile them together to burn it. It's a little tricky because these are just big sacks of worms, but you can you can you can pull everything together. Roll an investigation check, O'Neron. Six. Okay. Looking around, you don't see anything related to what you're looking for, and the details of this cavern don't really match up with what you remember. And then finally, do I see pathways to other tunnels and caverns and whatnot? There is uh, another exit out of this cavern, yes. That would go deeper. Well, Naren will file that away for later. So he'll return to his party and see how everyone's doing. Okay. Was anyone helping Ghost with the like body piling? Or um, just... Well, Reese is praying. Proud. Oh, Crown was, uh, was actually going to look at some of the fabric of the bodies to see mm-hmm. if anything like seems apparent or recognizable. It all just looks like generic clothing, as best you can tell. Some of them, the, the worm-infested ones, a couple of them have very crudely made necklaces that they're wearing. The body 
that was not worm infested, you can see has what looks like a very finely crafted silver bracelet on one wrist. But other than that, it's very generic, common clothing. I think Crown would take the bracelet and like inspect it to see if it has like anything interesting on it, or if it's just a simple bracelet. Uh, it's just a very finely made bracelet. It doesn't say like you know, if found, please return to such and such or anything like that. I think they would definitely like keep hold of that. Okay, Riza, your prayer completes. Everybody gets some healing. Uh, yep, everybody gets fourteen points of healing, including myself. Onaren, would you make a perception check for me? Sixteen. Sixteen. As you're investigating this tunnel opening, where this open cavern once again narrows down into about a ten-foot diameter tunnel, you hear what sound to be cries and the sound of weapons being brought to bear. It sounds like while the four of you have just finished a battle, there's still another fight going on just a little ways further ahead down this tunnel. Thank you for listening to the Land Above podcast. If you enjoy our show, please like and leave a positive review. It really does mean a lot to us. For more info and for future updates, follow The Land Above on Twitter at TLA Podcast. Dungeons and & Dragons and its associated trademarks are property of Wizards of the Coast. The Land Above, Episode 14, In Good Faith, Part 2. Created and produced by Matthew A. Siebert. Character art by Vampbite. Follow him on Twitter at Vampbite. The Land Above Podcast is part of the Nerdsmith Network. For more great free nerdy entertainment, visit nerdsmith.org. Uh, I, I'm sorry, guys. We gotta jump it. I'm sorry. What do you do? What do you mean jump it? You're gonna do a wild jump. You're gonna kill I us all. I don't have a choice. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, this isn't good. You know what happened last time? It, we're not. I gotta go. Sorry. Uh, hold guys, on, guys. We're taking fire. Land is near a hospital. Hold on. Like what you hear? This is a small sample of the action and excitement that await you every Monday on the Chaotic Goodness Podcast. Download us on your favorite podcast app and join us for space opera, action, adventure, and lots and lots of console cleaning. Let the chaos begin. Now we can be found as part of the Nerd Smith Podcast Network. Find us at nerdsmith.org.